Well, the good thing for the Toronto Blue Jays is you don't uh, you don't get artistic merit points for rallies. They don't ask how you do it. Well, sometimes we do, but most of the time they don't ask how you do it, just that you do it. The Jays did it tonight. A 6-2 win over the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, a game, Kevin, that seemed through five innings at least to just set up for heartbreak, thanks to Tyler Glasnow. Um, you know, watching Chris Bassett. I mean, you're, you're just you're just praying that Chris Bassett doesn't crack before Tyler Glasnow did. And then Tyler Glasnow loses the strike zone. And um, the Jays put together, they put together an inning where they score a run and a bases loaded walk off Alejandro Kirk, which removes the double play as a possibility. Always a good thing. Matt Chapman, who has seldom been uh, money in the bank with runners in scoring position, gets hit by a pitch. Um, you know, looking back at that 6-1 win over the Yankees a couple of nights ago, Kevin, the Jays got help from the Yankees' bullpen. Six walks and two wild pitches in that game. Uh, again, here, we've talked about their difficulty putting together a big inning. They got help tonight. But they also got some really good at-bats in that inning, didn't they? Yeah, look, when you're facing good teams, no matter who you are, no matter where you're playing, I mean, the Rays are very good at home, but it's like the Springer uh, at bat, right? The ball up the middle, that play's made instead of uh, a one out and a runner on base, and then a guy steals the base, it's two out and nobody on, and probably rallies killed, and, you know, it doesn't look like it looks. This is what we talk about all the time with the Blue Jays, because offensively, you're not doing things. you got to make every play you're supposed to make, right? They're sort of open the floodgates. You mentioned it, and then for me, the biggest one was when Chapman got hit by the side armor, right? I I don't know about you, but he ain't oozing confidence every time he walks to the plate with dudes on base. Like, you just ain't excited about that. No. So, you every, every once in a while, you need a little luck, right? You saw Kirky walk. He got hit by a pitch. You see Varsho coming up, facing the side armor, right? That ball, this little natural uppercut's going to go right into the bat. He gets the base hit up the middle. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of their exact season, right, is you have great starting pitching. You turn it over to a really good bullpen. John, for the most part, made all the right moves. You have the big inning. That's sort of exactly what the doctor ordered. And, yeah, I mean, this is – you don't have to be good. I mean, don't have to be fun to watch, right, as long as they're winning games and, you know, they're closer to that five and three mark. They win five more games, Jeff, and me and you are talking about them playoffs. There you go. Probably, probably three more games against the Rays, too. They're going to be sick of the Rays if this thing goes the way I think it's going to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to. Well, be, they are drop, Jeff. They're dropping like well, flies. They may not, so maybe it's a good thing. Uh, and it may not be raise up. If I have to see these guys eight times, it might be throws up. Uh, I don't know if I can handle eight eight Rays and Jays games. But you're right. They they are dropping like flies. Uh, Randy Arozarena, the latest to go down with a quad uh, injury of some description. Uh, they're already without Brandon Lau, uh, and you know, will they're awaiting the results of an MRI there. Uh, we saw Jason Adam leave the game today with what looked like it could be an aggravation of his oblique injury. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, um, not often you see the Rays play a game in the trop where they look like they don't have an answer. Like Tyler Glasnow looked like he didn't have an answer to what was going on in that inning. And it is interesting, you know, because as as good as he's been, he has in the past, in the recent past, had some issues with control. He does have eleven wild pitches. Like it's it, you know there there is there is that aspect of his game that doesn't often get talked about. 
But I want to talk to you about Kevin Biggio's at bat as well, because there are a couple of really close takes. And I know you're you're a big believer in how it how somebody looks when they take a pitch. Mm-hmm. On a couple of occasions, it looked to me, Kevin just it was just so matter of fact. I think Buck pointed out one pitch in particular. I don't even know if he flinched. It was just yeah, so I'm, matter of fact. Yeah, well, I don't know about you, but I'd like to see my cleanup hitter think and hit first. But look, this is Kevin. I'm like not being. I'm not being. I'm not being picky. If my cleanup hitter is. Somebody other than Kevin Biggio, yeah, I'd I'd want him to think hit first, but right now, just yeah, you know, I mean, if he can't, if he can't, if he can't, if he, if if the pitchers aren't around the zone, don't try to force them. Well, I mean, they're pretty close. Like it's again, this is Kevin, right? I mean, I'm not trying to you know downplay what Kevin does. He's he's really good at at working counts and making a pitcher throw a strike. Yeah, good for him. Like that's exact. Again, this gets back to. Every single time you walk to the plate, you be yourself. You be mm-hmm. yourself, and no matter where you're hitting in the order, don't change things. Talk to John today. John said that exact thing, thing, right, is you have conversations about if I put you in a three or four hole, don't change who you are. I'm not trying to ask you to hit seven or eight homers. I'm trying to ask you to have quality at bats, pass the baton that way. And, you know, Kevin's sort of been doing that, to, you know, for a little bit of a time here. It's you that's, know what? That, that's what you like to see is a guy that's not going to go outside the box, over swing, you know, start taking big daddy hacks just because he's hitting in the cleanup spot. So, yeah, it's good at bad. It's exactly what they needed. They need to add a little separation, make it a little easier for that dude coming, walking onto the mound, where if he messes up, gives up a swing and bunt, life's not going to end mm-hmm. because of it. And you'll take those at bats all the time for sure. You know, the other, the other part of this game that I found interesting, we've talked about how – uh, get one big hit in the game. That's what you're looking for. Get one big hit. And I think when we talk about that, we focus on Vladdy. But, you know, I'm looking at what Bo Bichette has done in the past week or so. And Bo's, you know, still coming back from that injury. Um, he, he's had a couple of big hits. You know, he's had games where he's had one hit, but they tonight drove in a run. You know, a couple of nights ago against New York was that infield hit. He puts a ball in play, scores a run. He gets a hit in that big, big inning against the Yankees, against the Yankees bullpen. That's kind of what you're talking about, isn't it? At the end of the day, if you can look at Bo or Vladdy and go, yeah, that was a pretty big hit. That's about now. That's what you'll take. Yeah, that's what I said today, right, is you, you asked me who, who would benefit from, you know, or, or have a really good chance of having some quality at bats off a dude that throws a bazillion that's 6'8". And I said, one guy, that's Bo Bichette. He inside outs everything. He thinks right field, right? He's going to let the curveball and the slider travel. And to have the seven-pitch at bat and with two strikes, you hit that ball the other way, right? By no means is he on time. It's not how you yeah. start, it's how you finish. I say this to you all the time, but it's true, right? It, when you get to a good effortless finish, it means everything's working in unison. Like everything's going the way you want it to go. You're lifting it the right way. Your hands are following. You're having great rotation. Barrel has bat speed. It has whip. It's getting through the zone. All those things are working. It ain't that for Bo right now, right? He's the battle. Like you can see it in his face where he's trying to rush it and for him to have an at bat like that when they really need it, especially after Springer got that hit and then stole second, which we haven't been seeing a whole lot. You can tell they've had a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like if you dudes get on, a couple of you dudes, not everybody, but if a couple of you guys get on, push it a little bit. Like we need this, right? We're not going to score a ton of runs, but we can put a little pressure they, on some uh, people, force them to make the right play, and 
Yeah. yeah, it worked out. Their best players were their best players tonight, which is kind of fun to watch because right now, at least the last month and a half or so, that rarely happens. So good for them. Yeah, a couple of stolen bases tonight. The Jays had three stolen bases all month coming into uh, tonight's game. And, of course, uh, Whit Merrifield gets thrown out uh, uh, at third base on another attempted Steal 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590. The Jays take the first of three against the Tampa Bay Rays, a 6-2 win. They are 86-68. and uh, They went into the night half a game ahead of Texas and Seattle in the wild card race. We'll get you caught up in the out-of-town scoreboard in a few minutes. 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590. I want to go to Shlomo and Scarborough. Then I want to talk about uh, about Chris Bassett and and the performance Chris Bassett put out there tonight. Shlomo, what's up, man? Hey guys, good evening. Um, just got to say that that Rays team kind of looked like how the Jays used to play at the. We're used to seeing the Jays play more like the Rays play tonight at the Tropicana. But what I'm calling about was kind of a question for Barker. So I've been hard on Bijou. I've called in. And, you know, he's, he turned it around, man. He's looking really good. He's a solid player now. But my question is for Barker. Back in the day, like when I was a kid reading the papers and following sports, following the Jays, I feel like if you were batting under 200 back in the day, that was it. Like, you're, you, you never saw that. That was rare. And guys would be off to the minor leagues and you wouldn't hear from them. I feel like are we seeing something new now with analytics where guys are getting longer looks because they have advanced stats to see them? And – does Barker feel like a lot of guys he came up playing with and himself included might have had a different look in the MLB if analytics were around? Because I feel like this is a new thing seeing guys have this type of um, this type of leash. What yeah, do you guys thanks think? For the, yeah, appreciate yeah, thanks the call. For the call. Well, yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a great call. Absolutely. Like, uh, I mean, the, Kevin Biggio stayed in the big leagues because he was versatile. He could play multiple positions, and he could work counts. Like, the eight pitch out was okay for Kevin. Right. And now because of where he's hitting in the order and what other guys around him are not doing, it's not okay. I mean, it's okay with the bases loaded and you're passing the baton that way, but absolutely. Right. Uh, give him credit, right. Where credit's due and give John Snyder credit. I know a bunch of people have a tough time doing that, but actually I had conversations with John and John had conversations with Kevin basically saying, I can only go to bat for you so long. 190 is 190, no way, no way you shake it, right? You got to be better. And for him, he went in a cage. His posture is a little bit better. Means through his swing, his upper half is a little bit taller, which allows him to be a little be a little steeper with his hands, which is steeper means basically like dropping the barrel down towards the baseball instead of having that windmill look to where you're trying to always have to time up a ball with a little bit of uppercut. So, it allows him to cover more quadrants, have a little bit better chance to use the entire field and, and catch up the velocity. I mean, again, he's hitting cleanup against the Rays in like the ninth game of the left in the season. I mean, it's to, to go from where he was to where he is now. Give everybody credit. Yeah, I think the other thing, too, Kevin has had going for him is he's a left-handed hitter. And that's something this organization doesn't have a lot of. It's something they haven't developed internally a lot. Most of their 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 hitters uh, are right-handed. I think that's the biggest thing. You're, you're absolutely right. The manager likes him. The manager has his back. The manager admits that he likes him. 
and Cavan mm-hmm. will play any position and do anything. Absolutely. All that, all that good stuff. Yeah. But let's also be clear. I, I, I maintain if Cavan Biggio was a right-handed hitter, he probably wouldn't have had the leash that he's had. Yeah, maybe. And I, I think because of the way he plays defense, I put him at third. I'm okay. I don't mind the 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 bases loaded ground ball in the ninth inning being hit to Cavan, whether he's playing at first, right. Third, second, like defensively, you know, all the things you're supposed to do at every one of those positions, he does it. And he's a very baseball IQ base runner, right? Mm-hmm. If I need to go small lead, big secondary lead to score from second on a ground ball that I probably shouldn't score on, I do it. That's how yeah. I stay in the big league. So give him credit for everything he's doing now. Got to talk about Chris Bassett. Six and two third, eight strikeouts, six hits, no walks. Um, again, pitch, I was going to say pitch for pitch with, with, with Tyler Glasnow. Uh, you know, I, I've almost run out of things to say about Chris Bassett. I think we kind of, at the start of the year, we used to, we talked about how he was needy and, you know, and, and and even today you saw the, you know, futzing around with the baseballs and all that and throwing them Mm -hmm. out. And, um, but my goodness, remember, but my showman. Well, like he's trying to throw people off. Hey, that's what I was. I was going to say. Everything, I, everything he does has a purpose on the mound. Yeah, it's like every pitch, every location. Right, it's about pace and sequencing. And I give an example of that. Right, uh, uh, Josh Lowe in the fir- in his first at bat, mm-hmm. he's trying to get him out in. Throws him a curveball, a sinker, a changeup, a sinker, a cutter, a sinker. He's trying to get him out in, right? He's trying to do it with different movements, right? He'll start the two-seamer at his hip, trying to get him to freeze, and now he throws the cutter that looks exactly like the two-seamer, but it's going into him. He'll throw the big slurve breaking ball to catch him out front to either jam himself or, you know, hit a little weak ground ball to the first baseman. Everything has a purpose. I get him geared up, sped up in his first at bat. So later in the game, if I got him coming up with a dude at second, now I can throw him a change up away. I can backdoor the cutter. I can elevate the the two-seamer. Everything has a purpose. Mm. If you're hitting off that dude... You have no idea what to go up and look for, but, right? You don't know if it's location, if it's pitch, if it's sequencing. Like, he's trying to trick you all these kind of times. And when he's throwing the sinker 43 times, had 20 called strikes, had 13 swings on that, those 43 pitches all have purpose. And when he's got that working and can add in all those other things, good luck. Question for you. Based on what you've seen tonight, if you're playing the Rays in the playoffs, does Bassett get one of your two starts? Absolutely. No question. Absolutely. Gossman and Bassett. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you. I like Barrios too, but... Oh, uh, after after tonight? I, I like the pull and the string. I like... He just does all kinds of things on the mound. Whether we think it's funny, needy, it's a per- there's a purpose why he's grabbing balls, chucking them. Like it's, it's no rhyme or reason, and nobody likes to watch it. But it's like throwing, trying to throw off the hitter, give him a little extra couple of seconds to gather himself, have the hitter think a little bit more about what he might want to throw. Like everything has a purpose, and I don't know about you, but I love watching it. I mean, I, 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 I joke around about the needy part of it, but man, you want to watch some. Somebody think their way through a game and how they can mess up a hitter by sequencing, man, yeah. look no further than Chris Bassett. 
No, and it, it it's funny. It just seems like he and Kirk, it's like the oddest battery in baseball. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It's like it really it, is. I don't know, it's like the wingnut battery, whatever you would call it, man. But it's like the, you know, it, yeah, there's 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 a there's a comedy show in in the, in, in that relationship in 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 Alejandro Kirk and Chris. It Bassett. almost looks it almost looks like sometime Kirk he's just like okay whatever, whatever. I, I don't I pushed every button. <laughs> you I'm push, pick. I'm pushing buttons I don't have. I'm pushing buttons I don't have. Uh, let's go to Tom in Oshawa. What's up, Tom? Yeah, I'm uh, just uh, talking about the uh, base running of the Blue Jays. Uh, they ran into a lot of outs, uh, you know, in the last two weeks or so. Uh, some really silly mistakes on the base paths. I don't mind the aggressiveness uh, because it puts the other team on edge, and uh, it, you know, it can cause a lot of problems. Uh, makes makes things interesting on the base paths. Uh, with Merrifield and his last three attempts to steal third, but thrown out. Uh, I don't mind the aggressiveness from him. He's a good base stealer, but tonight. Nobody out. I think he should have stayed at second and waited for the offense to do the work for him. Uh, as far as Bizio is concerned, uh, I think he's one of their best hitters right now. I think he's seeing the ball really well, uh, along with Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette, you know, I think you can always depend on him. Uh, Flatty's had an off year. I hope he gets it going better than he is now. Uh, I don't know whether this team will make it. I don't think they're hitting enough. They're not getting enough hits early in the game. Their pitchers are getting touched up early in the game. That may be an indication that they're not heated up enough to start a game because once they get going, they seem to get better and better. Bassett was great tonight. No problem. That's all I've got to say right now. Tom, I appreciate the call. Yeah, the uh, look, I mean, the base running, um, you know, and I – Frankly, didn't have much of an issue tonight uh, w- with Whit Merrifield running. I listen offensively. This team, this team is begging for is begging for runs. Absolutely, and they're going to have to push the envelope. I tell you yeah. what, I guarantee you right now, folks, you're going to have two or three caught stealings over the next week if these guys aren't scoring runs. Yeah, I mean, I they have to they have to push I, the envelope here. I understand that Espinall hit a double after he got thrown out. First of all, it took an absolute bullet perfect throw yeah to get him out i mean they're scoring a little over four runs a game uh, it's yeah. just not enough like and secondly you, there's you're at the, you're at the point where you have to the right dude is standing at second the right guy is standing at home plate espinal and george springer like george springer has been hitting the cover off the ball you want to yeah. simplify it if there's nobody out you get there at least you got two chances to have a productive at bat that's what you're shooting for uh, Chris Bassett just addressed the Toronto media. He was asked about himself late in the season compared to what we were seeing from him earlier in the season. April 1st is just as important as tomorrow. Um, it's just everything is magnified at this time of year. So I, I try to, I try to just keep it as normal as possible. I think if you try to think about the moment and stuff like that, I, I don't, some guys can feed off that, I think, but I'm just not one of them. I have to be more like even keeled and level headed. That is uh, Chris Bassett uh, talking about his approach at this time of the year. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got to say this again, and, and this is thinking about what I thought about Chris Bassett at the start of the year. <laughs> if you had told me, hey, Jeff, you know what? 
the dude that you want out there pulling the strings, controlling the game in September at uh, Tropicana Field is Chris Bassett. I would have gone, <laughs> yeah. I just, he's a guy, we were talking, he was a guy who was going to drive us nuts. It was going to be a hard watch. There's going to be a lot going on. And man, he's like right now, he's got, he's got guys eating out of his hand right now. Absolutely. Well, the very first time I saw him and met him was in spring training, and he was taking tape and taping quadrants of the plate so he could tell his cat, his catcher where to set up in certain pitches and don't double up on that quadrant. Sit up here, go to there, throw it here like he was trying to do all that stuff, and that's where I came up with the needy name. Absolutely. It's, I like what – you know what I like? He threw the changeup, gave up the home run, went in the dugout. He was telling Petey what he did wrong. It's a veteran dude, man. Like, you do it once wrong, you don't do it again, right? That's how you help your team win a baseball game. Uh, Very quickly before we take the break, I wanted to ask you about Jordan Hicks tonight. Uh, That seven-pitch at-bat with Lau, uh, sorry, low, that seven-pitch at-bat with Lowe, he gets him out in the sweeper. He threw, I think, four of those sweepers tonight, Three 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 of those sweepers tonight. That's the pitch that we kind of thought he might be going away from a little bit, was it not? Yeah, I don't think he's throwing 103 now. No, he's not. It's I, 100, 100, 101 it's, was what I saw tonight. I saw more 98s than I saw 100s. Like that, you know, occasionally against a good hitter, uh, he, you know, Lyle's a good hitter. Like you're going to have to add and subtract. And I think when he does throw the sweeper, you got to make sure you, if you're missing with it, you miss not down the middle. Yeah. It's not very good. It gives a hitter a chance to be fooled and still create backspin by catching it out front. When with 98, with, uh, you know, a foot sink, you ain't getting that out front. So, yeah, you just got to make sure if you throw it, you miss with it and miss, miss with it. And, you know, again, I, I like him. Like, I, uh, he, boy, that sinker's a handful. Like, you just, if it, the way it's moving, if he can throw it for a called strike, gets the hitter in swing mode. Mm-hmm. Then he can throw basically whatever he wants to throw, however hard he wants to throw, because now the hitter has to cheat to get to head out on that thing. And as long as you're missing good, you'll be fine. 416-870-0591-888-666-0590, star 590, a winning edition of Blue Jays Talk. 6-2, the Jays have won the first game of a three-game series at Tropicana Field. They are 86-68 and as they chase that magical 91-win figure. That should be enough to get them into the postseason. And speaking of the postseason, there's a small matter of the Texas Rangers and Seattle Mariners playing each other right now. We'll get to the scoreboard when we come back. It's Blue Jays Talk on the Sportsnet Radio Network. That's how we have to win ball games. I know, I mean, me and Belt talked about it. Cause obviously, Belt's, Belt's been there, done that. But, I mean, it's just, this is how we need to win ball games. I think a lot of people thought our identity was our hitting coming into the year and now it's kind of like a an awkward panic um, but I think our identity is just pitching and defense I, and I think that's what wins World Series is pitching and defense yeah our hitting has been sporadic at times but I mean if our pitching is keeping us in games games like this can happen where we just, we're just going to try to outlast you and then hopefully win that ball game and I think like I said that's the recipe to win a World Series oh that is Chris Bassett made me feel a lot better yeah, awkward panic. Dude's yeah. rapidly becoming one of my one of my favorites. I hate. I mean, I have to say it. He's my second favorite. He's becoming one of mine. 
Gosman's my favorite, but yeah, they're, he's my they're, second they're, favorite. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're, pretty, uh, they're pretty close. Awkward panic. That's tremendous. I, I, I might be using that. I might be, uh, I might be using that. Uh, time for the Major League Standings Watch presented by Bet365. With Bet365, you can bet in things like player props, totals, or game outcomes across many different sports. 19-plus play responsibly, Ontario only. Well, the uh, Texas Rangers and the Seattle Mariners are uh, playing their first of seven games against each other uh, the rest of the way. It is, of course, or they are, of course, the two teams that uh, we are keeping an eye on in the wild card race. And I don't know how you go about cheering this. I, I In this thing, I kind of figure you cheer for whoever wins the first game. You hope they sweep the series. Right now, Texas is leading Seattle 8-4. to four. The Houston Astros, who still hold the uh, National League West lead, even though they have one fewer win than the Blue Jays, they're losing 7-2 to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Baltimore Orioles... Well, they're losing 7-6 to Cleveland right now. The uh, Guardians have battled back uh, from an early deficit. Uh, and, and the Guardians are, you know, you, you, we talked a little bit about this off air. Um, with their young pitching, if, if, they can add, if they can add a player to it, they're, they're about to become a real pain in the ass in the American League. They really are. Like, yeah. They're well, just the about division- to become that team where you go, oh. Yeah, they can win. They can win their division with eighty-seven wins. Yeah, right? so that's sort of uh, makes it a little easier. And uh, a, a hearty congratulations to uh, the team that drafted Kevin Barker. Uh oh. The Milwaukee Brewers have clinched their postseason spot, and I don't know what put a smile on my face more: the fact that Josh Donaldson hit his third home run since he was claimed off waivers, or the fact that Rowdy Tellez pitched the final. Got the final three outs in a 16-1 win over the Miami Marlins. Like, how's that for a clincher? Not only do you kick another team's ass, you have your first baseman close it out. Yeah, I don't like it. I never have You're liked it. You're a spoil it. sport. No, I don't like it. I mean, there's, there's a pitching side. There's an offensive side. Use your pitchers that you have. Roddy Tellez don't need to be coming in a game pitching. No. Anyhow. Use your pitcher. I'm with Call you. Call up somebody Normally, else. If you I don't have like. To. I don't like. I don't like having pitchers come in when your team's losing. I think it's kind of funny when your team's winning like that. It ain't funny for the other team. I don't care about the other team. Well, besides, it's I Rowdy Tellez. It just team. gave me a chance to talk about Rowdy Tellez and Josh Donaldson getting three home runs. Hmm. Now having three home runs for the Milwaukee Brewers. Hmm. There you go. Maybe maybe it was New York. Could be like. wild card standings. Are thus Tampa Bay, they're 94 and 61. Toronto, 86 and 68. Seattle currently 84 and 68. Texas, 84 and 68. Nobody cares about the Yankees or anybody else for that matter. Uh, Houston, as we mentioned, is 85 and 68. They are still leading the national, uh, the American League West. Although I, I still do kind of find it funny that they have one less win than the Toronto Blue Jays, but there you go. Yeah. Maybe, maybe realignment can't come. Maybe realignment can't can't come soon enough. Hey, didn't um, Judge hit three big ones? Yeah, who cares about that? I mean, three. you ever hit three big ones in a game? Have you? Yeah, in the minor leagues, well, more than one time. I don't care about Aaron Judge. It's fine. You're finishing last place. I don't Dude's care. got like 35 homers that haven't played 100 games yet. Well, it's all right. That's pretty good. It's all right. 
Uh, sorry, I mean that. Well, no, I mean, see, I did, uh, sorry, whatever. babe. You know, a tree, <laughs> if a tree <laughs> falls in the forest, you know. Yeah, yeah, okay. Barry in St. Catharines, what's up, Barry? Hey, thank you very much for taking my call. A couple things to say. Maybe I'm old school, maybe I'm not, but my favorite player of all time is John Olerud, and I'll tell you why. Because there could be a guy at second and third with two man out, and John Olerud would be at bat. And I, I don't know, there was this term, maybe I'm wrong, but it was called shorten your swing or whatever, where the guy would, he wouldn't go for the fence or whatever. He'd just pop in a base hit or whatever. So I don't know, maybe I still got this term shorten. Shorten your swing, but Kevin Kevin makes me a little bit confused when I talk to Ke- or when I listen to Kevin because tonight Kevin was saying big daddy swing, big daddy swing, and then all of a sudden Kevin's saying, um, no, he wasn't taking the big daddy swing. He was making some adjustments or whatever. So first of all, whenever he, when 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 guys go up there to bat, do they basically swing the same way all the time and swing for the fences, or if there's a guy at second and third? And you just want to bring them home. Do you shorten your swing and change the way you swing the bat? Is that a myth or is that a reality? And secondly, um, when I'm watching baseball right now, there's this 15-second time clock and a 20-second time clock. I don't know about you guys, but I think they should call it a 20-second time clock and a 25-second time clock. And it really drives me crazy because after the pitcher throws the pitch or whatever, and the ump calls, come, calls a strike or whatever, the ump basically looks at the ball for three seconds, then he passes it to the uh, – to the uh, back catcher for two seconds, then the back catcher throws it to the pitcher, and the time clock starts. I mean, I have no idea what you're saying. Anyway, so I'm going to hang up and listen. Thanks okay, for I will. That Thank you. Yeah, whenever someone calls somebody a back catcher, yeah, I don't know what he's talking my about. My antenna did I, goes. Did I, did I say Big Daddy Hack? I think I said that about a cleanup hitter. I mean, you Kevin have said Bizio, Big Daddy Hacks, yes. And that's not, and that's not who Kevin Biggio is. I was not saying that every single guy walk up and take Big Daddy Hacks. That guy don't listen to me very often, does he? How many times? How many times on our show today did I say, "Don't look location, get in an athletic position, and be as short and quick as you possibly can." You said that against a elite, thousand times today. Pitching. Yeah, you want to know why? Because I faced elite pitching. I know how to oh. at least try. Never got a hit off it, but I tried. Oh, gave it to old college try, Jeff. That's go. all you can do, buddy. There you go. Yeah, the uh, I, I don't get the time clock thing. Uh, it's fine the way it is. I, I don't have any. He la- he lost me after he picked on me, so no, he I lost, tuned out. He, he, lost me tuned when, out. he lost me when he said back catcher. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety. That's just one thing that you drives me nuts. It's like calling. It's like when people call a baseball manager coach, you know, you can always tell the person in the news conference who knows Jack about baseball because they say, Hey coach, I got a funny story. Rick sweet. My manager triple a one time I called him coach. He benched me for the next game. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't blame him. I would too. I would so every time and find every, you every time he made me mad, I called him coach ran off. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. The Blue Jays have beaten the Tampa Bay Rays six two at Tropicana Field. Uh, terrific night for Chris Bassett. The Jays somehow put together a four run inning on walks and hit batters and a couple of stolen bases and a, and a couple of singles. Uh, Tyler Glasnow was awfully good until that point. Um, but it, 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 it is strange, Kevin, that how a dude can just lose, like just lose the zone. And you, you really got the sense 
I don't know about you, but, you know, even before the back-to-back walks, I just, I got the sense after the walk to Vladdy, he was really frustrated. There was a shot of him, and it looked to me like, at this point, this guy's, like, searching for something. Yeah, for some reason, he thought he had to be real careful with Vladdy. Yes, Uh, that's that's a great point. No, that's... Yeah, yeah. And Buck mentioned that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. You're right. You know, it's almost like them khakis know about that third time through, right? The bats look a little different, right? Even though that guy's got dominant stuff and he's six eight, and you know he's got over seven feet of extension, and uh, you know he throws as hard as he throws. He's got those two big yackers. Like third time through, you seen those things a couple of times. You got a little bit better chance of staying in a big part of the field, and then Bo came up. I think the Bo with bat, the seven pitches. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it wore him out. But he made some decent pitches against Bo that Bo, I think only Bo could foul off. Yep. And then when he got the hit, it sort of the wheels start know, grinding, of, right? Absolutely, it sort of burst his bubble. Yep. So yeah, I think I think sometimes when the other team's best hitter has the best at bat, sort of takes the wind out of your sail. And I've got to think too, there must be something. There must be something psychologically when you're sailing along, and all of a sudden, you know, here comes that at bat where a guy is 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 grinding. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it's got to be a shock to the system. Absolutely. As a I mean, human being. Hey, we've been dominating the Blue Jays, yep. right? It's, it's smooth sailing. Bill and Lindsay, you're on Blue Jays Talk. Hi, guys. Hey, Bill. Uh, hey, just great show, guys. I love you guys. You Thank crack you. me up all the time and, 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 and great inside stuff, too. Um, but I, I just wanted to kind of talk about I know I know our offense is always the, the key point of discussion or one of them. Um, but, you know, at this point in the year, we're in a good position, naturally, to make the playoffs now. So, in essence, we've kind of been playing playoff-type offensive baseball for quite some time, um, because as we know, the games aren't you know shootouts in the in the you know you have the odd one of course a shootout, but it's very rare in the playoffs when you have those kind of situations. And our starting pitching is is the kind of pitching where the other teams kind of go, oh my God, we gotta you know we gotta they start squeezing the bats a little tighter because we've got the starting pitching that they're you know that put fear in, in other teams' eyes. And we've been, you know, four runs a game. If we can keep that up, that that wins a heck of a lot of playoff games. If, you know, you might want to get to five or six, but with our starting pitching and, and all the, you know, the, the, the moves, the extra moves they make and all those types of things in the playoffs, it's magnified. I think we, you know, I think we're we're going to be okay, perhaps. Bill, yeah, I appreciate the call. The only thing I'll say about that is it's awfully hard. Like, you're probably not going to see an inning like the inning you saw tonight in the playoffs. Uh, you know, as Alex Anthopoulos pointed out, power wins in the playoffs. It's very hard to string three or four hits together in the postseason because managers tend to have a quicker hook. Bullpens tend to be a little deeper because you've got starters in there, and it's must win. So guys guys will react a, a lot quicker. But to your point about the pitching, uh, absolutely. I, again, um, after what you saw tonight, Jays facing Rays in the first round. Are you shaking in your boots because you got Chris Bassett out there? No. Chris Bassett went head-to-head with Tyler Glasnow. He went to head to head-to-head with their best and won. So yeah. it is a reminder how it is a reminder how good this pitching is. You know, Kevin, I wonder, I don't know if this pitching scares other teams, and I think that may be the secret to it. I, I it's not like they've got it's not like they're starters or a bunch of dudes that throw, you know, it's not like four Garrett Coles or three Garrett Coles. I think that might be one of the secrets of success to this Blue Jays rotation. There's just so many different dudes. Yeah, look, I, I I think if I had to face Gosman with the split finger and the and the Yusei Kikuchi if he's well rested, <laughs> the fastball it'd be tough on you. I mean, mm. that's a little intimidating. There's a blueprint now on how to play these games. They've been doing them all year, basically. Yep. 
6-2, the Blue Jays have taken the first game of this big three-game series against the Tampa Bay Rays. They'll do it again tomorrow and, of course, on Sunday. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. While the team makes a push for the postseason, make sure you are prepping your ride for cold weather with Crown, Canada's number one rust protection. Book your appointment today at crown.com or visit the location nearest you.